The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time for Americans to grow up and become financially responsible. Let's talk about something important. If you're in it for the money, that's not a bad thing. Do you realize how much money he just saved us? This is The Financial Physician with Lou Scatigna. The Financial Physician. It's the fastest hour in Money Talk Radio. It's also my pleasure to see to it that decent, hardworking people in this community aren't robbed blind by a pack of money-mad pirates. This is financial advice you can take to the bank. He's your money man. Show me the money. Your source for straightforward, no-nonsense financial advice. Bring me your money questions, because I'm here to help. And now, here he is, the financial physician, America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna. Well, hello, welcome to the financial physician, Lou Scatigna here. Welcome to our very, very first broadcast here on Voice America's Variety Channel. Uh, although this is our very first broadcast here, it is not uh, my first broadcast as a radio talk show host. Actually, I've been a host uh, of radio for, geez, almost 14 years now. And I've hosted the same exact show over those 14 years, the Financial Physician Radio Program. And uh, we've been uh, 12 years on on the Jersey Shore on WOBM AM 1160. Uh, then we migrated to XM Satellite Radio. We were on uh, XM Talk 168. And uh, now here we are on the Variety Channel on uh, America's number one internet radio, uh, voiceamerica.com. So it's so good to be here with you. I guarantee you this is like no other financial show you've ever listened to before. And that's the feedback I've always gotten about my radio shows. It's totally different. Uh, it's not your typical financial ease kind of show. It's not your typical financial planning kind of show. We talk about a lot of different things on this program. We talk about things that affect your life financially. We talk about markets. We talk about politics. What affects your money more than what happens in Washington? Very, very little. Things that happen in Washington affect you greatly financially. And uh, one example of that is Obamacare. It's going to be affecting us all uh, in, in very significant ways going forward, and we'll talk about that on this program. And uh, we'll talk about uh, what's going on in the world. And all these things are integrated. They all affect what happens in markets, what happens in our 401Ks, what happens in our retirement, what happens to our taxes. And this is what we talk about here on the Financial Physician Radio Program. So why am I qualified to do this show? Well, uh, I've been a certified financial planner for almost 30 years. I'm president of my own uh, financial advisory firm called AFM Investments, located in Howell, uh, New Jersey. Uh, visit us at our website, afminvestments.net. Find out more about us. As I said earlier, for the last 15 years, I've been uh, hosting personal finance and uh, market-related radio programs. Uh, and uh, I'm just so excited to be here in what I think is going to be the, the number one venue for radio going forward, which is uh, the Internet. Uh, the reason why I brought my show over here from XM Satellite Radio is I just felt there's gonna be, there would be a bigger audience. Not everybody 
subscribes to Sirius Satellite Radio. So many people couldn't get the show live. So I feel that Internet is uh, virtually available to virtually anybody in the world, and uh, it gives us a bigger audience, and that's why I've decided to move the show uh, from XM uh, to Voice America. So I've been doing this show for a real long time, and what we do on this program is we bring information to you that will affect your finances, sometimes quite greatly and sometimes subtly. And sometimes it won't affect you at all, but it'll affect somebody else. But the main purpose of the program is not only to bring you information, but is to give you advice, to take your phone calls and answer any question on any money matter. Any question on any money matter. If you have a question on how to buy a car, how to buy a house, what kind of mortgage to take, an investment question, a question about the markets, a question about taxes. We're here to help you on the Financial Position Radio Program, and uh, we are um, we have enough background to be able to answer almost any question that you can bring to us. Uh, I'm also, in addition to a radio talk show host, financial advisor, and president of my own phone, I'm also an author of the book, The Financial Physician, How to Cure Your Money Problems and Boost Your Financial Health. And the book's done very well. It's been out for three and a half years. Uh, it's very, very affordable. It is, uh, you can go to Amazon.com. Last I saw it was, uh, I think $11.50. It changes every day, but it's, uh, extremely reasonable. And the, I, the reason I wrote this book, uh, was because I wanted to give my readers a very basic, easy to read, easy to understand blueprint on how to run their financial life. And the problem with most Americans, and it's, it's the number one, t- uh, chapter in my, in my book, is financial illiteracy. Most Americans don't know about money. They don't know about how to save, how to budget, how to invest, how to keep their insurance costs down, the right way to buy a car, the, the, the right way to buy a home. We're not taught these things. And uh, the, the biggest sin, I think, in our educational system is that we do not have uh, classes in high school and college teaching kids how to manage money. And it's amazing to me that we will uh, teach our kids virtually uh Everything except personal finance, something that's a life skill that will decide whether or not they're successful or not. It's very, very simple. We should teach kids about credit cards. We should teach kids what a mortgage is and the different types of mortgages, the basics of income taxes, the basics of investments, IRAs, 401ks, the basics of estate planning, things that people need to know. And it's been my big pet peeve, and here in New Jersey I've done a lot to try to get uh, personal finance courses introduced into our at least high school, and it should be in college as well. So I wrote a very, very basic book, and the reason why I call myself the financial physician, and we've branded this this financial physician thing into a 14-year radio show, a book, and so forth, is that I found out in my career, very early on in my career, people don't like to talk about financial stuff. It kind of kind of gives them a headache. It goes over their head for the most part, and most people feel they're being sold something, and they just you know, kind of turn off to it. And I found out by, by using medical analogies to physical health, uh, to financial health, that uh, it went well together. If I tell somebody that, that their cancer, their, their credit card that is cancer to their financial body, they know what I'm talking about. When I talk about financial fitness, financial health, they know what I'm talking about. So we branded the financial physician, and this book is geared towards the 20 most common financial symptoms that Americans have. And we talk about what the what the prescription is to fix it, what the vital signs are, what the ailment is itself, 
And uh, these are 20 things that I think are the reasons why the, most Americans have little or no net worth, very little or no net worth. Let's talk about some of the chapters that are in this book. Um, and this is a great, great book. Uh, if you have young adults in your family that are just getting married and want to know the basics of how they need to run their lives, these are some of the things we talk about. And these are the ailments that Americans are dealing with. Financial illiteracy, number one. If you're never trained on how to manage money properly, how to use debt properly, then you're not going to be able to do it. I don't care how smart you are. You need to be taught these things. Uh, being financially irresponsible. Many of us are financially irresponsible. We buy things we can't afford. We use credit cards for things if we don't have any money. We buy uh, too big a house. We know what uh, trouble that caused for a lot of families back in the late 2000s. We buy new cars all the time. All these things are wrong, and all these things contribute to poor financial health. Chapter 3, feelings of material entitlement. This is a big one. Americans believe that we're rich. Regardless of how much money we have, we believe we're rich, and we have a right to live rich. And that means $200 jeans. That means the newest iPhone and iPad. That means a brand-new car that we're going to be saddled with a $400 a month payment high insurance cost. That means a McMansion. You know, I knew we were heading into a financial disaster. Uh, well, one of my clients who was a, a garbage man, he worked for a waste management company. He was making about 75000 a year, and he came to me and he wanted to buy, he was going to buy a $700,000 house, one of these new McMansions. And he came to me for advice on, on what mortgage to get. I told him, don't get any mortgage. Don't buy that house. You can't afford that house. Well, sure enough, he went and bought it, and two years later, he lost it as did many Americans who lived beyond their means. So feelings of material entitlement is a big, big reason why people fail. We talk about financial psychology. We'll talk about that on this program going forward. People are either one of five people, and your financial psychology determines the way you behave. And we'll talk about the different kinds of financial psychology on this show. Uh, relying on unqualified or unethical financial advisors, that's a big one. Many people have the wrong investments, and the only reason they have some investments is because whoever sold it to them made a big fat commission, not because it was in your best interest. So we're going to go over financial advisors. We go over that thoroughly uh, in the book. And we talk about investments, and we talk about the right way to buy a car. We talk about how to buy a house and why Americans made such big mistakes by buying these huge McMansions. And we go over a lot of different things that you need to know. The financial position, and this show really is a three-legged uh, stool, so to speak. It is this radio show, which you'll hear here every Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and it replays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Mondays. And, of course, it'll be archived on Voice America. It'll also be archived on my website, which is another leg of the stool here, and that's thefinancialphysician.com, thefinancialphysician.com. On the website, I archived these radio shows, so you can listen to it anytime. I have a daily blog where I bring videos, articles, my own articles. Uh, also, the video of the opening segment of this program is usually uploaded to YouTube there uh, as soon as it's done. So you'll find a lot of information on the Financial Position website. Uh, my email address is very simply Lou, L-O-U, at thefinancialphysician.com. Lou at thefinancialphysician.com. I answer each and every email. I do my best to do that anyway. I mean, I get lots of emails each and every day, close to a 1,000 emails a day, and uh, it's possible that we could lose you, but uh, feel free to send it again and say it's a second request, uh, and I will answer your questions. Things that you want me to cover on this radio program, let me know about it. 
things you like about this show, let me know about it. Things you don't like, let me know about that as well. So the book, very, very important and, um, and, uh, very important that you visit the website and listen to the show, uh, each and every week. Now, I am not the kind of person that minces words financial when we're talking about money. I mean, I tell it like it is. Straightforward, no nonsense financial advice and commentary. I am not a cheerleader for the markets. I'm not a cheerleader for Wall Street. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of problems with Wall Street. And we'll talk about that on the show and how we believe that the, the financial powers that be on Wall Street have been ripping us off for years and now are doing it in the most egregious ways possible. And we know what's happened with the bailouts and all that. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's what's, it's happening and it's going to continue to happen. We have to talk about that. So that's what this show is about. Our phone number here is 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788. I don't have guests on this show. I do not have guests. It's just me and you and that's the way I want to keep it. So it's up to you. you give us a call. Comment on uh, anything financial. You have a question on anything. Give us a call right here at 866-472-5788. And I always judge the success of a radio program uh, based on the, on the phone calls. I know it's going to take time to build our audience here. Some of our audience, I'm sure, is coming over from XM. But uh, we're here to help you, and that's what the show is all about. All right, we're going to take a short break. 866-472-5788 is the phone number. 866-472-5788. You're listening to The Financial Physician right here on the Variety Channel on voiceamerica.com. I'm Lou Scatigna. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're listening to the financial physician. And America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna, is here to help you. Call with your questions now at 1-866-472-5788. That's toll free, 1-866-472-5788. Once again, here's Lou. All right, welcome back to our inauguration edition of the Financial Physician Radio Program. Lou Skatigna here, certified financial planner and your money doctor each and every Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. on the West Coast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for telling your friends about our program and the website, thefinancialphysician.com. My email, lou at thefinancialphysician.com. And on this program, we take any question on any money matter, 866-472-5788 is our call number. Now, before we go to the news of the day, things I think you need to know about, and we're going to bring you a lot of news on this radio program, a lot of financial news, things that you probably won't read about. Uh, some of it you will, but some of it you won't. And uh, we're going to give you a, a clear, honest assessment of what's going on in markets and the economy. But to finish off our contact information here, um, on the website, uh, we also have one other thing we're doing, and that's a reality TV show. Um, uh, we produced a pilot called uh, The Financial Physician, and uh, it is on the website. Uh, if you go to the homepage, you'll see uh, TV and radio archives, and you can see my uh, pilot uh, on uh, our reality TV show. And the, the show is based uh, – the, the theory of the show is uh, – you know, wealthy Wall Street guy wants to give back, and he finds people uh, who are in financial distress due to no uh, fault of their own. Typically, they have medical issues. And me as the host, what I try to do is I try to be their financial physician. I try to get them through uh, a very, very difficult financial time in their life. Uh, and on a pilot, we had a, a young woman named uh, um, Juliet. She was, I think, 34 years old, had a six-year-old boy, had an abusive husband, had stage four breast cancer, had a, a house that was virtually falling apart. She was freezing. She had to have a coat on in her kitchen. Uh, her windows were so bad. She had an accident with a car, so she didn't have a car and she didn't have a job. Uh, and her big concern was that if she passed away, that her abusive husband would get the child. So she needed to figure out a way to have her parents become uh, the guardians of her child. So it was a really messy situation. So we went in with her and we basically paid her bills for the first two months. So I wrote her a check for ten grand. She did not know we were going to do this. Uh, and then we proceeded over the next few weeks to fix her house, to get her a job, I got a dealership to donate a car to her. We got her her medicines for free, which were very expensive. We got her the best divorce attorney in New Jersey, who in turn uh, did what was necessary to make sure that her father became the guardian of her child. And then at the end, we sat down with her and revealed to her all these things that we were going to do for her. And uh, what we did at the end is we paid her mortgage for the next year. So we gave her about thirty-five or forty thousand dollars, probably more than that, uh, in services and actual cash. Uh, and uh, obviously, she was very moved by it. Uh, it was a very moving uh, experience, and I think it's very, very compelling TV. And we're going off to Hollywood uh, in June to uh, try to market the show. We were very close with A and E a couple of years ago and getting the show on, and it fell through at the last minute, unfortunately. But it's really good reality TV, and I'll tell you, if you uh, you can't watch it without having some tissues next to you, and I don't care if you're a man or a woman. I mean, it's a very, very moving, uh, especially the ending, and it's something that I would like to do 
uh, and do it each and every week and, and, and help a family who's in need uh, due to medical issues. And uh, I think it's really, really good, compelling television, and hopefully we'll, it'll get picked up. So you can watch our, our pilot on, on the website as well. My YouTube channel, look me up, Lou Skatigna. Uh, we have uh, videos of about 100 television appearances I did over the last four years uh, promoting my book. We were on Fox and Friends, we were on Fox Business, we were on a lot of national TV programs, uh, as well as uh, local affiliates uh, all around the country. So we have some some interesting videos there as well. And I archive all the opening monologues to the radio show uh, on uh, the YouTube channel as well. So you can follow me on Twitter, Lou Skatigna, um, at Lou Skatigna. And uh, you can look me up on Facebook as well. So you can find us everywhere. And if you Google my, Google my name, S-C-A-T-I-G-N-A, you'll find a lot of goodies there as well. So that's what we're all about here on The Financial Physician. It's about getting together each and every sun, Saturday. Sunday, I used, to, I used to do Sunday for 14 straight years. So it's going to be a hard time for me to say Mondays because this is going to, next week will be the first weekend that I don't have a radio show in 14 years. And it's really, really going to, it's going to be kind of weird. To have my uh, my weekends totally free for me, uh, but it will. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having that. But uh, if I uh, stumble upon a calling number or I stumble upon a day, that's going to take me a few weeks uh, after all this time to uh, to say uh, Mondays. And uh, again, our calling number eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty eight. All right, let's talk about the state of the economy, where we are right now, and we're not in a good place. I mean, uh, the economy is uh, pretty much stuck in the mud. Thankfully, it hasn't been contracting over the last year, but it hasn't been growing in any measurable way either. Unemployment still stubbornly high. The housing market, although it seems to have stabilized and maybe gone up a little bit year over year, uh, is still in trouble. And the overall economy has not picked up any steam. And that is after the Federal Reserve has virtually printed $3 trillion and injected it into this economy. And this is a big issue for me, and this is something that we'll talk about a lot in this program, is the debasement of the U.S. dollar by the Federal Reserve of the United States. And what does that mean, debasement? It just simply means that the Fed is printing money. As a matter of fact, they're printing as much as $100 billion a month. And they're buying treasury bonds, and they're buying these toxic mortgage bonds that all these brokerage firms and banks have on Wall Street. And they're doing it with our money. They are actually creating our money and diluting our money to do it. Federal Reserve has interest rates at 0% for five years. Well, if things are improving in the economy, why does the Federal Reserve have to keep interest rates at emergency levels? I think it tells you that the economy isn't so good. And the net result of this, this policy by the Federal Reserve of keeping interest rates at zero and printing money like mad is going to be inflation and a potential currency collapse. And these are the things that you don't hear every day on financial radio. But that's what's happening. And there's a reason why gold and silver have gone up for 11 straight years. Because the more the Fed dilutes the currency, the more valuable gold and silver are in terms of dollars. It's very simple. It's just like stock certificates. If a company keeps issuing millions and millions of shares, well, the value of your shares has to go down because your percent ownership goes down. And that's what the Federal Reserve is doing. It's diluting the currency of the United States, which will result in higher prices for everything. We're seeing it in energy. We're seeing it in food. 
We're seeing it in healthcare. We're seeing it in insurance. And we're seeing it in the price of commodities. Again, a very natural reaction to a debasement of the currency. So when I say the Federal Reserve is printing almost $100 billion a month, for most people, that doesn't mean anything. Those numbers are just so big. They don't mean anything. So let's, let's, let's illustrate how much money that is. All right. A million dollars is a thousand thousand. So if you had a thousand piles of a thousand dollars, you're a millionaire. You have a million dollars in a pile. Well, a billion dollars is a thousand million. So if you had a pile of a million bucks and you had a thousand of those piles, you are a billionaire. So if the Federal Reserve is printing a hundred billion dollars a month in their quantitative easing program, they are actually printing a hundred thousand million a month. Now think about that. A hundred thousand million per month. And that's what the Federal Reserve is doing. Now why are they doing it? Well, they're doing it for two reasons. Number one, the Federal Reserve is all for the banks. It's the consortium of banks. They're all for each other to keep the banking system intact. They're buying all these bad mortgages, all these bad loans from these banks, and are putting it on the Fed's balance sheet and doing it with printed money. The second thing they're trying to do here is to fund the U.S. budget deficit, which is a trillion dollars a year right now. And where it was uh, in the past where Japan and China and other countries that had trade surpluses with us would recycle that money back into the U.S. and buy our bonds, they're not doing it anymore. So who's going to buy those bonds, especially when they yield so low? Well, the Federal Reserve is a buyer of last resort. And what we see happening now is we see the big firms on Wall Street, when a treasury does a weekly auction to auction off T-bills or treasury notes or whatever, these big primary dealers on Wall Street, the J.P. Morgans of the world, the Goldman Sachs's of the world, they buy these bonds and then they distribute it to pension funds and whatnot. But who's the big buyer? A week later, the Federal Reserve buys those bonds from those firms at a profit, of course, and a risk-free transaction, thusly funding the U.S. Treasury's deficit. And this is called monetization of the debt. They are monetizing the U.S. debt. And that is highly inflationary, highly dangerous, and ex extremely dangerous to your currency. And if foreigners lose confidence in the U.S. dollar, the U.S. dollar is going to drop dramatically, and the cost of everything will rise. And this is not something that may happen. This is something that will happen. The question is the timing of it. You can't continue to print money, and the Fed will continue to print money forever because they can't get away from it now. Do you think that our deficit's actually going to go down in any measurable way? Of course it's not. And not only do the do we have to fund the, the trade debt, uh, the budget deficit, we also have to fund the bonds that are maturing on a monthly basis. So there's at least another two, two and a half trillion dollars of bonds that mature every year. Now, we don't pay those people back. We just roll them over into new bonds, which means that the Treasury has to raise approximately $3.5 trillion a year. And where is that money going to come from? Well, again, it's not coming very much from foreigners. So it's got to come from the Federal Reserve printing money. So that's where we are right now. 
we're in a very, very dangerous period economically for the, not only the United States, but the entire Western world. And that is extremely dangerous. Not only do we have the U.S. Central Bank printing money, we have the European Central Bank printing money, we have Japan printing money. And again, that's all because of the excessive debt that these countries have run up, mainly due to social programs. I mean, we saw what's happened in Europe and Greece and in Spain and in Italy and Cyprus. These are all due to the socialist programs that these countries had. And they had to fund them, and they borrowed, and borrowed and borrowed, and it got to the point where they couldn't borrow anymore. And they couldn't pay the interest on the debt anymore. And then they're at the verge of default, and then a bailout system had to be put in place. In the case of Cyprus, people lost money in their bank accounts. So we're in a very, very uh, uh, precipitous time financially for the Western world. And it will affect your investments. It will affect your life in so many different ways. And I don't think the average American has any idea what they're up against. What it means for the future of their children. What it means for their retirement. And we'll talk about ways to protect yourself on this program. And there is ways to protect yourself. People are going to get very rich. Or if not very rich, at least what they're going to do is they're going to preserve their wealth. Utilizing precious metals and other things that we'll talk about on this program. So we live in very difficult times. Now, at the same time, the stock market's at a record high. And we'll talk about that on the other side of the break, what's going on in the stock market. In my opinion, that's a symptom of inflation, where it takes more dollars to buy a share of IBM than it did six months ago because the dollar's worth less and less and less due to the printing press of Ben Bernanke. So we live in very dangerous times. Very dangerous financial times, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it to you. I'm going to tell it like it is, and that's the reason why my show has been so popular in other venues, is because I do tell it like it is. And it's not cheery. It's ugly sometimes, but it is what it is. Before the markets crashed in 2008, I told everybody on my radio program to get out of the market. I told them what was coming six months to a year in advance, and many people did and protected themselves, and that's what this show uh, is all about. All right, time for a break. Our phone number, 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. Love to hear from uh, some of our listeners on our initial show, 866-472-5788. You're listening to The Financial Physician right here on the Variety Channel on voiceamerica.com. My name is Lou Scatigna. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts, Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr., as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. We all face some economic uncertainty in our life. 
What makes the difference is how we take command of that and survive. Tune in to Strategies for Financial Survival with host Michael Figueroa. Michael has been up and down the road to success several times, and along with his guests, will share the skills of survival. By assessing your strengths and skills and applying them to your future, you can make it through tough times, regardless of your field. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. On The Financial Physician, we don't just cover the good time financial news. We cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. Have a question for America's money doctor, Luce Katigna? Call him now at 1-866-472-5788. Or email the show. Here's the address, lou at thefinancialphysician.com. Now, back to Lou. All right, welcome back to our initial edition of the financial position right here on voice america's variety channel so good to be with you all over the internet as i mentioned earlier in the program i am an experienced radio talk show host i've been in uh radio for 14 years 12 years on wobm am 1160 uh in the jersey shore and in the last four years on xm satellite radio on xm talk 168 now uh very excited to be here on uh, america's number one internet radio channel voiceamerica.com and hopefully you'll join us each and every monday 9 a.m eastern time 6 a.m on the west coast for one precious hour of money talk and commentary and hopefully your phone calls 866-472-5788 we answer any question on any money matter right here on the financial physician and the show is all about giving you advice the one thing i want to want to show is give you individual buy and sell recommendations on investments that i can't do okay but i can talk about markets in general uh, we could talk about uh, percentages of a portfolio that should be in the stock market, uh, how to adjust your 401k, uh, how to get income into your life, how to uh, lower your taxes, uh, how to save money on insurance, how to buy a car, you name it. If it has something to do that uh, it's going to affect your financial life, we're here to help you with it here on the financial position. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you know we're in a very difficult economic times in this country. Uh, I mentioned the fact that we have just huge budget deficits. Our debt now is uh, approaching $17 trillion uh, and rising, and it won't be long before it's $20 trillion. And the problem with this debt that keeps accumulating is that a larger portion of our revenue that comes into the government is now being used to pay the interest on that debt. That's called debt service. Now, the one thing the government has going for it right now, which won't last, is that interest rates are very low. Most of the, I think the average uh, maturity of U.S. debt, the $17 trillion that's outstanding, is only about five years or less, which means that the interest on that debt is very low right now. We know interest rates are extremely low. You know, in Treasury bills, you can't get anything. A 10-year Treasury bond right now yields about 1.7%. Think about that. You lock your money up for 10 years with the U.S. government, you're going to get paid 1.7% on it per year. That's nothing. And that's all a result of Ben Bernanke's zero interest rate policies, also called ZERP. So if you ever talk about ZERP, we're talking about zero interest rate policies of the Federal Reserve. 
And this, again, is highly inflationary. And again, it, well, where has it gotten us? It's got the stock market up, but it really hasn't affected employment, hasn't affected housing. You can get a mortgage right now for 3.5%. You would think that houses would be flying off the shelves, that people would be buying houses with both fists with that kind of historically low interest rate. But we haven't seen it. We're starting Again, we're starting to see a little bit of it right now, but not enough to convince me that we've turned. And we still have a big shadow inventory of foreclosed homes that the banks haven't even begun to sell yet. But back to the federal debt and, and, and the interest on that debt, what happens? All right, so say we have $17 trillion, and uh, the interest at an average of, say, 1.5%, Say we're paying roughly $250 billion a year interest on that debt. Now that's $250 billion that we have to pay. I mean, that, that's an obligation or we default. So we got to pay that debt. And that's $250 billion that's not available for other things in the country. Defense, healthcare, social services, social security, Medicare. But what happens when now we owe $20 trillion on the debt? And interest rates start to go higher. Let's just say interest rates went to 5%. And historically, interest rates on the U.S. debt has been even higher than that. And that would certainly happen if the dollar drops, if there's a dollar crisis. So now you have a 5% interest on a $20 trillion debt. Well, I could do the math without my calculator in my head. And tell you that that's $1 trillion a year in interest payments. $1 trillion a year in interest payments. It would basically wipe out the majority of the revenue that comes into the country. Which means there will be no money left for anything else. Defense. Social services. Education. It will all be gone. And that's what's going to happen. Ultimately. Because the country cannot continue to go into debt, 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 debt. Sooner or later, uh, your creditors say that's enough. You've maxed out your credit card. We're not lending you anymore. And this means that that situation, interest rates go up, bond market drops, and now the Federal Reserve has to print more and more money to service the United States deficit. It's a nightmare scenario. But all it takes is common sense to figure it out, that that's where we're going. And there's no stopping it. We know that there's no political will in Washington to do anything to cut our deficit in any meaningful way. They barely can get together in anything in Washington now. So that's the situation that we're up against. Our phone number is 866-472-5788. Hey, we got a caller on the line. It's Joe from Pennsylvania. Joe, thanks for being our very first caller on The Financial Physician. How are you? Great. Congratulations on the switch to Voice America, Lou. Thank Glad you. to Thank have you. you over here. One question on a uh, programming note. Uh, how quickly will the uh, replay be on your website? Will it be a little bit quicker than uh, the XM? Um, uh, that's a good question. I have to speak to my web guy today about, uh, how he can get it. I don't really know the mechanics of it yet. Uh, but I know on voice, I think on, uh, on voiceamerica.com, I think it's, it's available instantly, uh, on their website. 
okay. but I'm still getting used to I'm still getting used to that as well. But uh, but we're gonna do everything we can to get um, the archive uh, onto my website, you know, as soon as we can. And I imagine that it will be uh, the same day of the broadcast. Uh, just okay, great, great. My question is: um, Is it time for is it time for someone like me that uh, has the CEF and SIVR PHYS uh, in the gold and silver ETF to uh, go ahead and go to 100% uh, physical gold, gold and silver now? Uh, they, they got taken down uh, with the uh, orchestration uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, is it time just to go all physical now? It's always better. My view has always been to uh, have in your possession uh, your metals if at all possible. The problem that many people have with that is that they have money in retirement accounts, uh, which uh, is prohibitively expensive to take the money out of the retirement account and pay the taxes and the penalties and then go buy physical coins and, you know, you know, and have them in their possession, uh, which there may come a time when I'm going to recommend people just take the tax bite and do that because uh, it'll be either that or have your retirement plan confiscated and put into government annuities or, or something like that. So, but we're not there yet. So, I mean, uh, but if I had a choice, if I had a, a brokerage account that was not uh, an IRA account and I had ETFs in them as opposed to actual gold or silver, I would prefer to take that money out of that account and buy the physical and, and have it in my possession. Uh, but there is different ETFs, and, 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 and as Joe knows, as a listener to my XM show, uh, we tell people be very careful when you buy exchange-traded funds that represent metals because the biggest ones out there, uh, symbol GLD and SLV, the big silver and gold ETFs, uh, said they have like 10,000 tons of gold, but you know there's no way they do. They have futures contracts. They have derivatives. They have contracts with other dealers that if we had a, a massive blow-off in the metals, um, they may not be able to get their gold or silver because the other entity, the con- counterparty, would be bankrupt, uh, at which point you'd have a whole lot of hot air in some of these ETFs. But there are ETFs out there that actually do have bullion, and it's audited uh, every six months. And the Central Fund of Canada, symbol CEF, uh, which Joe mentioned, is one of them that I like a lot, and I do own in my own retirement account. Uh, they have the bars in the bank in Canada. Uh, it's audited every six months. And the silver ETF I like, uh, and the Central Fund of Canada is a mixture of gold and silver. It's about 50-50. Uh, but obviously, if gold and silver go down, they're going to go down too. But as far as uh, an alternative or a proxy, they're pretty good. SIVR is the pure civil, uh, silver ETF I like to use. Again, bullion-based and audited. Uh, and the Sprott Physical Gold Fund is the gold fund I like to use, uh, symbol PHYS. So, so these, these are real you know, you, you do have it, but you still have paper because there's something between you and that gold or silver. It's always best to have um, uh, in your possession. But if you have IRA accounts, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not at the stage, Joe, where I'm ready to, to bang my IRA account and, and get hit for 50% in taxes uh, to go by physical. Like I said, I'm not there yet. Uh, I may be there six months from now, and I may be there a year from now, but, but right now I can't bring myself to take that hit, so I have not advised anybody to do so. Uh, but I do know that I have a lot of listeners who have done that. Uh, they're a little bit more um, uh, uh, there than I am at this point. Uh, but I, at this point, as a as a host of this program, can't tell people to go do that uh, unless it's an non-IRA account. And uh, it's probably in the prospectus, but uh, can you take the physical delivery of an ETF like a uh, SIVR or, or a PHYS? You, you can, Joe, but you never would. 
uh, because uh, this is mainly for very, very large holders of, of that gold, and it, it, it's not something that the average shareholder would do. Hey, Joe, i got to take a break. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being our number one caller here on the program. We do have one more segment left. 866-472-5788 is our pro- uh, program number. 866-472-5788. Love your phone calls. You're listening to The Financial Position right here on voiceamerica.com, Variety Channel. I'm Lou Skintigna. Be back after these messages. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Tune in for an enlightening and thought-provoking program called The Child of Gulag. Our program is hosted by Dr. Yuri C. Feinberg, a political refugee and former citizen of the Soviet Union. Dr. Feinberg will add his unique perspective to issues that affect us today and will show how many of these issues are tied to the past, whether directly or indirectly. We'll also discuss future implications of these issues. The forum is open every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There should be mandatory personal finance courses taught in both high school and college. You're listening to The Financial Physician. Financial illiteracy is the number one reason the average American has little or no net worth. America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna, is here to help you now. Give him a call at 1-866-472-5788. That's toll free, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Lou. All right, welcome back to our very first program here on Voice America's Variety Channel, The Financial Physician, where we'll get together each and every Monday at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. on the West Coast. We're going to talk about money, markets, politics, and anything that affects your financial life, and take your phone calls at 866-472-5788. We take any question on any money matter right here on The Financial Physician. Let's talk about government um Economic reports. Now, I gotta tell you, I'm pretty skeptical, uh, skeptical about almost every economic report that comes out of the government. And not just this administration, the previous administrations as well. Going all the way back to about Bill Clinton. That's when things started to change and we started to see the fudge factor, uh, rear its ugly head in economic numbers. Now, let's face it, an administration wants the economic numbers to look as good as possible. Obviously, politically, that's an important thing for them. And it's pretty easy to manipulate economic figures, and it's done every time. Now, on the first Friday of every month, the biggest economic figure that comes out that the markets really wait on and, and uh, 
hold their breath on and react to is the jobs report from the previous month. And this past Friday, the April jobs report was released. And there's three components uh, to the job report. There's a number of non-farm payrolls created in that month there or lost. There is the unemployment rate. And then there is the, um, the, the aggregate hours worked per week. And that's important, too. How many hours is somebody working per week? And then we have something called the participation rate, uh, which uh, has a direct effect on the unemployment rate. And we'll talk about that in a second. So on Friday, the, the market was expecting about 140,000 new jobs to come out. The news out of the Bureau of Labor Statistics was that 165,000 jobs were created. They also stated that the unemployment rate fell from 7.6% to 7.5%, the lowest level in about three or four years. Now, sounds good. Market rallied, went to new all-time highs on Friday. Uh, everybody was happy. But it doesn't make any sense, this number. First of all, 165,000 jobs. We need 150,000 jobs to be created each and every month just to keep pace with new people coming into the workforce, people graduating from college, people uh, uh, entering the country, people becoming 18. We need 150,000 jobs to be created just to cover that. So 165,000 is not a great number, but it was better than expected. But can it be true? Is it really that true? Well, a lot of people are very skeptical about it. And uh, I follow a guy named John Williams. He's with uh, ShadowStats.com. What ShadowStats does is uh, he's an economist, and he figures out the economic numbers based on the way they used to be figured out before the government started playing around with them and massaging them and adjusting them and so forth. Uh, another area that we see a lot of manipulation is this consumer price index. That's another thing that masks real inflation. And I never take that one seriously. And uh, why would the government want to mask inflation? Because Social Security cost of living increases and government pension increases are tied to uh, the cost of living, the, the CPI. So they artificially depress that, doing different things to it. But back to the employment numbers. Let's look deeper into it. Well, they said that 165,000 jobs were created, but there's something in the report, and this happens every month, that is the fudge factor, and that's called the birth-death model. The birth-death model is an estimation by the Bureau of Labor Statistics of how many businesses were created, born, or closed, dead, death, and how many jobs are created due to this estimated increase in the number of small businesses in America. So the numbers really pulled right out of thin air because there's no way to know this. So they can make this number anything they want it to be. Well, for April, that number of these phantom jobs that were created through this birth-death model adjustment is 192,000 jobs. So 165,000 jobs are created, but 192,000 of them are this birth-death model fantasy. And it's absolutely ridiculous, if you think about it. They say here that uh, 73,000 of the 165,000 jobs created, or nearly 50%, were business and professional jobs that were added in April. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm hearing a lot of people being hired in business and professional jobs right now. I don't know anyone who started business consulting over the last few months. 
And then they said that a significant number of jobs were created in retail. Well, how could that be when we hear that major big box stores all across the country are closing 10 to 20% of their stores because they're being eaten alive by the Internet? We see people with very low discretionary income. How about hospitality? Oh, almost 50,000 jobs are created in bartenders and waitresses. Uh, is everybody all of a sudden starting to go out to eat? So these numbers are, are, are fudged at all times. Now, the unemployment rate at 7.5%, the reason why it's been dropping over the last six months is because people have given up looking for jobs. And they don't count these people. So if they call you up and say, you out of work, and you say, yeah, did you look for a job over the last month? You say, no, they don't count you as unemployed because you've left the workforce. So that's called the participation rate. The less people that are in the workforce means the unemployment rate goes down. So you, they can make the unemployment rate go down and down and down while more and more people are unemployed. It doesn't make any sense, does it? But that's the way they do it. Now, if you take into consideration, and John Williams at ShadowStats.com does this, if you take into consideration those who are unemployed and on unemployment insurance, those who are discouraged and wish they had a job but uh, I've given up looking because they can't find one, and you take into consideration those who are working part-time but would really like a full-time job, the real unemployment rate is closer to 16%. That's the real unemployment rate, not the garbage that the government throws out at us. And a lot of people have come out and, and basically declared that this is nonsense. John Williams called it nonsense. Uh, a couple of other guys on Hedfords just basically said it was uh, fictitious. And many people now just can't even uh, – and of course the mainstream media, they'll uh, go out there and they'll just keep saying how great everything is, that the unemployment's coming down, uh, Obama's policies are getting us uh, where we need to be. But let's look a little deeper into this jobs report. Again, it exceeded expectations with 165,000 jobs created and a welcome drop in the unemployment rate to 7.5%. But there's also a dark side to this report. Forget the birth death model, which we know is totally fudged. Total hours worked fell sharply. And the total amount of money earned by U.S. workers actually declined from the month before. So you may have more people working, again, according to the number of jobs created, but they're working less hours, and they're making less money. And that's the aggregate weekly hours part of this report that's so important to look at. Now, it's an obscure series of data that's buried in the jobs report, but it's vital to understanding how strong the economy is actually performing. So it takes the total number of hours work, and the more, obviously, people are working, the more hours, the better the economy is doing. So we're seeing a significant drop in hourly earnings. Why is that? Well, we're seeing a good portion of that because of Obamacare. Many companies now are cutting back their employees to 28 hours or less so they don't have to comply with Obamacare. This can't be good for the economy. We need people working full-time, not 28 hours a week. I've even heard stories of... of you know how you see a lot of times you'll see hamburger joints next to each other. You'll see a Burger King next to a McDonald's, right? Well, what they're doing is they've gotten together a lot of these franchises and say, look, they'll work half the time at the McDonald's and half the time at 
the, the, the Burger King. That way we both can keep them under 28 hours and still have a full pool of, uh, of employees. The employees still get their 40 hours, but uh, each franchisee does not have to comply to Obamacare. And this is what people have been forced to do due to the Affordable Care Act. And it's really kicking in this year and next year. People are going to see. Some in the Congress have already called it a train wreck on both sides of the aisle, the implementation of this program. And it's going to cost us all a lot of money. I'm seeing my group health insurance premiums go up drastically. The president told us that they weren't. They were going to actually go down. They didn't. And I hear that they're going to go up 25 to 50 percent next year for many people. And that's where this has taken us. And again, it's a big cost for business and a disincentive to hire people. And a disincentive certainly to hire people full time. And that's the, the side effect that we're seeing from Obamacare. But the stock market loved it. The stock market's at all-time highs. Uh, I look at it as a very dangerous market because you can't follow the economics. You, you, the economics do not justify a record stock market. And the only thing I could chalk it up to is inflation. The Fed's printing so much money that it's finding its way into the stock market. But there is no real reason for stocks to be going up. The economy is not improving. How can you have record stock prices and record people in poverty and on food stamps and on disability? That something doesn't jive there. And I got a feeling that later this year that we're going to see a very, very significant downturn in the stock market. And uh, the best advice I can give people right now is to be cautious and sell into this record high. Well, there goes our music. It goes so fast here on The Financial Physician, I call it the fastest hour in financial talk radio. Hopefully you enjoyed our initial program. Uh, We'll be back each and every Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Western Time. Remember the website, thefinancialphysician.com. Visit my blog each and every day. We archive this radio show. The last few weeks of this radio show will be there. Uh, We uh, have the TV show. We have the blog. My email address is lou at thefinancialphysician.com. Have a wonderful week, and please join me next Monday and every Monday for the next edition of The Financial Physician. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.